Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Race day can be a time of heightened anxiety with imposter syndrome emerging and psychosomatic symptoms developing, all of which can potentially lead to a negative mindset. And that's before you even reach the start line. So today we're going to discuss how having race day rituals in place may help minimise the angst and help maintain your confidence as you step up to the start line. Hello and welcome to She Runs, Eats, Performs, the podcast for female runners of all abilities. Please join Karen Campbell and Aileen Smith, nutritionists, friends and runners, who are here to help you translate sports nutritional science into easy to apply tips and plans, helping you enjoy peak running performance. And especially adding in the female factors every woman needs to know to be a healthy runner. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only, and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Ailey to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. I'm Aileen and I'm here with Karen as always and our topic today is all about race day rituals and I wonder how many of you have a ritual that you perform every day every time you do a race. Uh, we've all got our little uh, special things that we do and I'm sure we're going to talk about it lots this afternoon with Karen uh, but I would just like to uh, welcome back our regular listeners and if you are listening for the first time uh, a really warm welcome to you. We hope that you enjoy this episode and all the others before and the ones to follow. Now, Karen and I love podcasting, but we love it even more when we hear from you. So we'd love it if you could drop us a line at hello at runnershealthhub.com. Please introduce yourself and share a little bit about your running and nutrition goals, because it really helps us plan future topics for the podcast. Um, now, we also have some free downloadable ebooks, uh, which are available at our website, runnershealthhub.com. If you look at the top menu bar, you'll see free nutrition guides and you can um drop down the menu there and see all the things that we've got available for you. Now, the most popular one is top running snacks and nutrient timing, and that really helps fuel your running. And it goes alongside much of the advice that we share in our episodes. So we really hope it helps you. So let's get started. So hi, Karen. I was just wondering if um, you could introduce uh, today's conversation and explain why you chose to talk about this topic today. Yes, absolutely. So hi, Aileen. Hi, everybody. Well, in answer to your question, Aileen, I think the principal reason for discussing this topic today is because, you know, I find that having a race day ritual or rituals, you know, some people have many, including myself, in place, then it could help with maintaining confidence and calm on race day. You know, the day of a race can be a time of really heightened anxiety. There can be imposter syndrome starts to emerge. 
And then you start to get these psychosomatic symptoms. They start to develop and seem to have come from nowhere. And all of these can start to distract us and potentially lead us to having a negative racing mindset. And that's before you even get um, to the start start line. You know, you haven't even left home and you've got all this going on in your head. Now, like you said at the beginning, Aileen, I wonder how many people do have race day day rituals in place. Now, if you don't have any, then this episode hopefully will show you how beneficial they could be and also maybe give you some hints and tips and what you could put in place for any forthcoming race or races that you might have to help alleviate any angst that... um, that you sometimes experience or maybe always experience before a race. So those those are the reasons really, Aileen, for choosing this subject. Yeah, well, that's uh, really interesting to hear what your thought process is behind it. And I think that many of us do experience some of the things that you've explained there, Karen. And and I think um, incorporating rituals into race day prep is really important. In fact, my race day rituals really start the day before the race um, and it's all around being ready uh, you know I like to be prepared um, so I take time to lay out everything that I need the day before um, I'm always a bit worried that I'm going to forget something that's really important uh, so what I tend to do is lay out everything in the morning of the race uh, the the day before the race and then if I do need to add things as the day goes on I can remember them they come to mind and then I can add them to my little stack of uh, things that I need and then before I go to bed I'll pack my rucksack with the things I need to take with me to the start line um, and, and also include the things that I need after the race so it might be uh, fresh some fresh clothes and maybe some food and drink um, so that's my preparation rituals. And then on the morning of the race, um, I like a little bit of quiet time on my own. So I tend to get up early, come downstairs, I have a little bit of quiet time before anybody else appears. And, um, you know, some of you will know that, you know, my, one of my favorite things to do every year is the Great North Run. And I often host a number of friends. Uh, so it gets a bit chaotic on the morning of the Great North Run. Um, and not everybody says likes to be as calm as me. So they're all, they're all doing their own thing and it can mess with my head a bit. So I do like to maintain some calm and uh, I'll come downstairs, make a cup of tea, have my breakfast, maybe put the snacks that I need for later on in the day in my rucksack. Um, and then I'll go and have a shower and get dressed and, uh, and then I'm prepared and everybody else can do what they need to do. And I don't have to worry about myself. I can help them if they need it. Um, so that's another ritual. Um, and then I think the third ritual I would mention, Karen, is that uh, when I get to the start of the race, I do tend to listen to the same music every time. Um, now, not all races allow you to have music, uh, but where they do, um, I'll tune in uh, to the same thing every time because it just sort of, sets the scene and it motivates me and subliminally it means I'm ready uh, before I start running. Mm. So quite a few rituals that you have there, Alien. Yeah, I didn't realise there were so many. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and it's interesting that they actually start on the day before the race. It's not just about race day. It's about that preparation, that the ritual of preparing, really, uh, uh, the day before to help get you in that right mindset. And you were saying that on the start line, you listen to music. So tell us, what is that same piece of music that you listen to all the time, each time? Mm. Gosh, I'm a little bit boring, but I do like the same things um, to set me off. And I have um, a track um, called Running Tunes on my phone, and it, it it's described as classic rock tracks. Uh, so they're sort of those like uplifting anthems, really, that help you pick up the pace. And the very first track is um, a T-Rex track, and it's Jeepster. And it's just one of those songs that just gets in my brain and it's my musical cue and I know it's I don't even like it if I listen to it too early because it sort of to me it means ready to go um so I don't like if I'm hanging around I want to go as soon as it, the music comes on so that's that's me <laughs> you got my innermost <laughs> innermost tunes there Karen so what about you have you got any must do things uh before each race yeah, well, I have to say, Aileen, a bit like you, I've got a few um, that are important to me um, on race day. Now, the first one is um, to eat my breakfast as soon as I waken up. And it's always the same breakfast. So literally the alarm goes off and it's like clockwork. I get up, get out of bed, go downstairs. Um, it's in the fridge because I always have overnight oats soaked in yogurt. And then I add a little bit of more yogurt um, in the morning. Before I eat it, I have a glass of water and that is it. And that is a ritual every every race day and it, I never deviate from it. Another ritual um, for me on, on race day is having a shower. Now, you might all be thinking, well, you should be having a shower anyway, Karen. But what I have to say is that I don't know about everybody else, but if, if I'm getting up and I'm going out just for a training run, I tend to just get up get dressed. I do clean my teeth. Um, and then um, I'll go out and train and then I'll come back and have a shower afterwards. But I can't do that on race day. That just does not work. There is something for me about going to the race, feeling clean, feeling fresh. And that seems to subliminally help with my um, confidence in my ability to do the race. Now, another one, Ailey, like you, I've got a few, um, is that I wear what I class as my race attire. So I have certain running outfits that I wear only on race day. You know, I might wear them in training as well, but there are only certain ones that I will keep and wear on race day. Now, I have to say that I I did have a pair of leggings that I wore when running my first marathon and really for several years after that it was the only leggings I would wear on race day they were like my my lucky mascot it was my lucky leggings and um I have to say I have moved on from them although I do still have them and use them in training but they are now about 17 18 years old so they're no longer race day leggings <laughs> yeah, well, I used to have some uh, race day leggings as well. And then I had a very unfortunate incident where the the elastic in the waistband went during a race. And I, and I was like thinking, this feels really weird. And I kept like pulling them and thinking, mm -hmm. have I put them on back to front? What's going on here today? And then I suddenly realised what happened. I had to actually unhook a safety pin 
and pin my t-shirt <gasps> and my leggings because uh, it was so distracting and then I, I realized when I got home that the elastic had gone I didn't realize at the time but it was a very strange uh, situation so uh, yeah, yeah I'll make sure that the sort of newish ones these days um I anyway Eileen that's very good improvisation to be running along and thinking okay so how can I keep my trousers up as I'm running and you just took a sit one of the pins I take it the safety pins from your running uh, bib. From my bib yeah yeah, yeah. very yeah. yeah yeah well at, at one point I thought I wonder if I'm gonna it was in Edinburgh actually and so it was in quite a built-up area and I thought wonder if I'm going to have to stop and ask somebody you know I, I sort of envisioned knocking on somebody's door and saying have you got a, <laughs> what can you do to help me but I knew I didn't have enough time for that so uh, yeah it's amazing what you can come up with when you when you it have is. to yeah absolutely so um it's really interesting to hear um about your rituals karen and uh, we'd really like to hear about everybody else's rituals um so if you're listening today and you would like to share your um race day rituals and your experience then do get us in touch and we'll give you a shout out on a, a future episode um so karen going back to the original um conversation that we started today um why do you think rituals are such a valuable tool for runners on race day well interestingly alien i was reading an article on this subject now it was just a magazine article no primary research here but anyway this article was saying that the brain doesn't like disorder or chaos, so it will try to find meaning wherever possible to help minimise that chaos. Now, rituals help to do that because what they do is they establish a sense of purpose and control at a time when the, the individual might be feeling out of control. So say for a runner on race day, they may feel a bit out of control because they they can't predict the outcome of the race. And I think that's maybe what it is for me. I know what I would like to do, but I have no idea how this race is going. So it all feels a bit um a bit scary. Now, rituals are also um highly individual, as we have sort of um um witnessed here, Alien, between the two of us, so quite different rituals, and also can appear quirky to other people but are completely rational to the individual. Now, a chap um, called Nick Hobson, he's a behavioural scientist and an expert on rituals. Now, he says that individuals believe that, that if they fail to do the ritual proper to, properly, all sorts of disastrous outcomes might actually um, follow after that. But if the rituals are completed correctly, there's a deep need for certainty and predictability in it being satisfied. So um, so that was his take on, on it. But what I would add here is that there's often really no logical connection between the behaviours themselves and the desired outcome, which is what makes the ritual seem a bit silly. So, for example... Really, the particular leggings that I wear on race day are not going to have any effect on alter how well I run um, or my achievements at the end of the day. But for me, it's all part of that feeling that I will be able to 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 achieve um, on the day. So, yeah, they can appear a bit silly and illogical to other people. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, for me, I think it's all about just 
given me an activity that keeps me calm. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've all got our reasons for doing it. So what you're saying, Karen, is that the value of having a race day ritual, and, and it might just be one ritual that you have, is that it helps bring some control and focus and calm um, to, you know, potentially a chaotic and negative mindset. And I mean, that might just be for a few minutes even. Um, but all of that can impact on confidence in uh, running ability at the start line. Yeah, exactly that, Aileen. I think that's a, a great way of rounding up what um, what I what I said. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, think about some potential rituals. We've all men- already mentioned some of ours. So eating the same breakfast, wearing the particular clothes that we like for a race, getting up early to have some me time. Um, some other rituals that I've heard people talk about is maybe having a specific meal the night before or a specific bedtime ritual the night before a race. Or maybe you've got a particular um exercise or stretching routine and you know as I'm saying that out loud you you can picture yourself arriving at races can't you you see people round about you doing things and yes you sort of wonder why and now we know why yes. they've got their own their own way of doing things and um you know it might not just be a physical stretch that they're having but it's going through a, a ritual that's exactly. helping prepare them yeah. And interestingly, Aileen, in the same um, article that I was reading that I just mentioned, they did talk about rituals that some of the professional runners complete before a race. So everybody does it. And some of them um, were, um, well, there was a female distance runner. Now, apparently she gets to the start line and straightens her hair just before the gun fires. And then there was another athlete. Now, he lies in child pose before he leaves the house or hotel, wherever he is on the day, and he just takes time to lie in child pose before he then exits the building. And then another one, um, this is um, uh, uh, another runner, I think he was. Now, he meticulously folds a jumper, a particular jumper before putting it into his rucksack. And he um, he folds it in a particular way. And that is his little ritual and he has to do it. Now, all quite illogical as none of them are going to enhance the running performance of these athletes, but they needed to be completed all the same. And also, uh, uh, really, I suppose a ritual could take the form of a mantra. So maybe focusing on a positive phrase or a positive word could help um, and, and maybe help prevent that imposter syndrome invading thoughts. You know, it could also help to build confidence on the start line, maybe help prevent you doing comparisons with other runners and and also I think a, a positive mantra can also help to keep you going during the race you know during those times when you think am I actually going to be able to complete this race if you've got a, a, a positive mantra you can kind of pull on that and that is a bit like a, a, a ritual as well now it, it isn't something I actually have um I don't have a a, a a mantra or a running mantra, probably because I've got so many other other rituals on race day. But Ellie, do, do you have a race day um, mantra that you use? I know you've got your race day music, but do you have a race day mantra? 
Yeah, I think it, it really changes from time to time. I, I remember my very first half marathon uh, being very nervous. And, you know, you talk about imposter syndrome. And I remember sort of repeating to myself, I am a runner. I am a runner. I've done the training. I am a runner. <laughs> that sort of helps me. Um, and, um, you know, I, I do think, you know, depending on what challenges you've got going on, um, having a, a mantra can be really important um, depending on how you're feeling or what you aspire to to be um, and you know as, as you know I've had to take some time out of running over the last few months due to uh, post-viral fatigue and so you know building up my training and stamina really is my focus and at the moment when I step out the door I do have a mantra um, uh, because I talk to myself in my head when I'm doing it. And I and my mantra is ground zero to GNR. So I I know that I'm at ground zero. It feels like that. I'm probably not. (laughs) But it it does feel like I'm almost like starting from nothing. And I think acknowledging that is helpful to manage my personal expectations. So I'm reminding myself that I'm training for the Great North Run in September and it's okay to be at ground zero and, and I will build up and that's keeping me focused. So it's like a little bit of an, an overriding training mantra vision, if you like, because it's just like reminding me, well, yeah, I've got a big job to do, but I can do it. Um, that's absolutely. what I'm telling myself. Yeah, absolutely. And you've done it before, Aileen, and I think that's always worth remembering that, you know, you're capable. You know, another great mantra is I am capable. And I sometimes have to, you know, especially if I'm coming back from injury or illness like you, just I am capable. So, but I do like that ground zero to GNR. That's a really, it's got a really nice ring to it. And um, and you've got the time on your side as well to get from where you think is ground zero to GNR so um but but you like you say you're probably not really there that's just how you're feeling at the moment yeah yeah a little bit in denial I think but (laughs) anyway yeah okay so sorry let's hold the space for it that's absolutely and you can sort of um you can enlighten us and let us know um a little bit about your journey as we get closer to the to the GNR Okay, so just to round up for now, so we've established that rituals may be important for some individuals pre-race, even though they might be irrational or illogical, but they do seem to help a runner feel in control. It can help to bring about calm and focus and therefore really help with confidence for that race ahead. So, Aileen, I think this might be a good time to take a short advert break. So I'm going to hand over to you again. Okay, thanks, Karen. So, so far in this episode, we've been discussing race day rituals, and that's going to help enhance your race experience. Um, But we we also talk about rituals as part of our Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner program, and we call them restorative rituals there. And we feature those rituals to help optimize energy, to help with hormonal balance, running performance, and and many other things. Um, So just to give you a little bit of a background, background into our program, um, the the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method came about because we felt there was a need for 
a really simple approach which solves the challenges that many midlife females face. And the kind of challenges that midlife women tell us about is um, that they're, they're suddenly experiencing tiredness, body shape changes and loss of muscle tone. They might be finding that they're having irregular and heavy periods. They're experiencing poor sleep and they're doing all of this while they've got a really busy lifestyle as well as a busy training schedule. And um, so we were very mindful about what was needed. And so we designed the Healthy Woman, Healthy Runner method to address all of these challenges. And we're totally focused on how we can help you resolve them. And I think it's safe to say that Karen and I have both walked in your steps when it comes to experiencing these midlife challenges. We understand what you're going through. And we also know how transformational it can be to use nutrition to support and minimize the impact of these challenges. So we're on a mission. We're on a mission to help women who value their health and want to enjoy the running by helping them make simple and targeted nutrition and lifestyle changes. So if you are interested in joining us uh, on the program or finding out if you're a good fit for the Healthy Woman Healthy Runner program, the next step that we'd ask you to do is to book a complimentary discovery call with us. So it's a short and informal call. And as I said, we just want to make sure that you're the best fit for the program. Uh, we don't want anybody investing in the program if it's not the right fit for you or, or indeed for us. Now, booking a call doesn't mean you're committed to buying the program. It just gives you an opportunity to find out more and have your questions answered. And if the program is for you, then we'll make all the arrangements to get you booked onto the program. And um you know, we, we hope that you can have a productive chat with us and find out more. So we'll put the booking link into our show notes. You can also book directly from our website too. Um, just look at the work with us page and you'll see the link to book a, a discovery call and you can choose a, a date in the diary that suits you. Um, so we look forward to hearing from you. And remember, if you are living in a different time zone to the UK, we can accommodate you. And if you don't see a time in the diary that suits you, please email us at hello at runnershealthhub.com and we'll make arrangements to uh, find a time that works for both of us. Um, so I look forward to chatting to some of you hopefully very soon. Great. Thanks very much for that, Aileen. So, okay, let's now look at some ideas about putting a ritual or rituals into place, maybe for your next big race to help enhance your race experience and also hopefully limit the possibility of any negative thoughts or actions occurring. Now, we mentioned um, a specific a specific sleep ritual earlier. Now, I think this is one that could be really helpful. It might not determine the outcome of the race, but if it helps ensure that you get appropriate and restorative sleep, it could help you be in a good place, both physically and psychologically, when you get to the start line. So what I would recommend for you is that... Um, Thinking about that day before again, think about eating your last meal at least two hours before you go to bed. So maybe around seven o'clock to 7.30 p.m., uh, just really to ensure you're not over full by the time you 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 go to bed. So this will allow the food to, to be appropriately digested and observed before falling asleep. And also it will help to ease the burden on the, uh, on the liver because remember the liver is really active overnight. And the other thing I would suggest is that you complete 
all tasks, any tasks by eight o'clock at night. And that could be work tasks. It could be household tasks. It could be financial tasks, so many things. So just building that into that that evening before race. So having your meal at a certain time, finishing all your work and, and home tasks by a certain time so that you're ready to go to bed in a calm place. Aileen, would you would you add anything to that? Yeah, well, I mean, the night before a race is really a time to be calm. Um, so try to get rid of all the distractions and, and blue lights. So power off your phone, um, you know, make sure you've not got a laptop or a, a tablet on. Um, try to stop watching TV early. You know, don't don't be watching anything too stimulating late at night. Um, prepare the bedroom for sleep so that when you get into bed, you're not distracted. Um, wind down and relax before you go to bed. So maybe play some soothing music, have a bath, read a novel, have a chat with whoever's around, um, maybe even do a short meditation. So all of those things are great for any night of the week, but especially the night before um, the race. One of the things that I might do is if there's a race guide, I might read that and it just sort of, again, it sort of helps me think about what I'm going to do at the beginning and where things might be um, or check my travel arrangements, that kind of thing. Yeah, really good idea that, Aileen. And you mentioned there um, about uh, maybe doing a short meditation or maybe you could um, introduce some yoga. Um, restorative yoga for runners, I think, is a really great idea, um, which I've tried and I really enjoy. In fact, I attend restorative yoga for runners um, online. Now, that's hosted by M Yoga, and I do that regularly and I just find it very restorative it is what it says on the on the packet it is very restorative but it could be something that you could introduce just the night before a race and that is part of your race rituals now if this is something that you think you would do enjoy then you can contact emma via her email at m at m yoga uk. and if you wanted to sort of do the restorative yoga for runners um regularly it's held on a, a monday evening at eight o'clock so because most people do their long runs at the weekends and races tend to be at the at the weekend so um does the restorative yoga on a monday as part of that recovery now, I mentioned earlier that I have a, a ritual around my breakfast on race day. And I think that food rituals are definitely worth considering because it means that the foods that you're choosing are tried, they're tested, so you know that they work. And, and also, it means that you wouldn't be introducing any new foods into your diet at this time. You know, I, I do hear of people just getting up and having having whatever is available for breakfast whereas if you and and, and might and that might lead to symptoms um during the race but if you've got a a breakfast ritual for race day and it's the same food each time then that kind of reduces that risk of um any digestive issues occurring during the race yeah and i think um it's really important to take all of that into consideration. So is there anything that you would um, recommend, particularly Karen? 
Yeah, well, I would I would definitely recommend that your food rituals again begin from the the night before the race. So you know, you you will already have tried different foods during training. So you'll know which ones are supportive or detrimental to your running performance. So thinking of that night before a race, choose a meal that you know you will enjoy, but also one that is going to be high in carbohydrates and high in protein, of course, as we speak about so often. So for an example there, the evening before a race, my meal ritual is, like I say, to eat at seven o'clock and I eat slowly and I eat mindfully, knowing that the foods that I've chosen are going to be beneficial to my running performance the following day because they're tried and tested and they are they are foods that I really enjoy. So it's, an, it's, it's a nice experience that night before. Yeah, I really like that idea, particularly of eating mindfully around your food and thinking that everything you're doing is is helping you for tomorrow. Um, so what what typically um, would you eat, Karen? You said you tend to have the same meal each time. What would you choose? Yeah, well, it is always the same. It's brown rice um, with roasted vegetables and I tend to have tofu as my protein source. You know, it's really simple to make. It's still tasty, but without being spicy, I make sure that I don't add any any spices. And um, so I just find that it, it that it works, it's balanced, but it doesn't affect my di- digestive system at all. Now, I also at this point always consider plate balance. So depending on the race distance, it might be that I have a third of a plate of carb- carbohydrates or maybe half a plate of carbs, depending, like I say, on the distance, with a quarter of a plate always being um, protein. So in this in this um this meal being tofu and then the remainder being a mixture of vegetables. And as I said earlier, my race morning rituals are really important to me as well. Uh, most important, I would say. And um, and they, again, are also carried out mindfully and with precision, sort of the timings, what I have, um, etc., yeah, and I think it, you know, it's important to you. So it's important that you do what what works for you. And and as you say, you're you've got very specific rituals um, for both the day before and on the race of the day, uh, the day of the race rather, <laughs> the race of the day. Um, I'm just, I'm <laughs> just wondering. Well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just wondering um, if anybody's got any p- very particular rituals, um, and if they have, it would be great to to know. Um, but what I would say is you don't have to be very specific about rituals. You, you just do what what's going to work for you. And if you only have one specific ritual that you complete or would consider introducing, then then that's OK, because um, at the end of the day, putting a ritual into place is essentially there to establish a sense of purpose and control for you and, um, you know, to help you if you are feeling a little bit out of control. But that might not be the case for everyone. So I think you've got to go with your flow, as I say. Yeah. Yes, I like that. Go with your flow. And I completely agree with what you what you say, Eileen. I think that my rituals might be a little excessive, but like you say, they, they do work for me and 
I have to do them. But having one ritual that helps keep you calm, focused and in control is probably all that you might require or, in fact, all that you might want. So it is very um, individual. Okay, well, I think that's been a really interesting uh, thought for the day. Um, So thanks, Karen. I think uh, we should round up today's episode and hopefully that's helped everybody and giving you some insights and some hints and tips on how you could introduce one or more rituals to support uh, good sleep, uh, good food choices and a positive and confident mindset for race day. Um, But before we go, Karen, I was wondering if you've got an action point that you could share with our listeners so that they could uh, perhaps start thinking about putting a ritual into place to support them on race day. Yes. Yeah, I think actually it could maybe be helpful for our listeners to reflect on what triggers the feelings of anxiety and nervousness on race day for them, because again, it is going to be very individual. And then from there, consider what you could put in place consistently prior to a race to help alleviate these feelings, whatever they may be. Yeah, well, that's a good action point, Karen. Um, Would you be able to give us an example? Yeah, so if we were to think, um, I say, digestive distress, I think it's a fear, um, a, a common fear and one that makes people anxious on race day. Now, what I would suggest is maybe you think about your breakfast meal that you have used in training that you find works. Practice with the same breakfast over and over in your training. Then when it comes to race day, choose that meal and eat it mindfully. And that is certainly what I did. And now, as I say, it is my little ritual and it has alleviated a lot of angst um, around my breakfast choices and um, the potential for ensuing digestive issues. I just know that it's not going to happen because this is my ritual. I've done it over and over again and it works and and that gives me the confidence. So um, that's a simple one, but but it gives everybody an idea of what why what they're looking for and why they're putting these rituals in place excellent that's really really helpful karen uh, thanks so much for sharing all your race day rituals and hints and tips with us and um, it's been really insightful to hear what you do so we hope everyone's found this helpful and it's given you some ideas of ways that you could introduce a ritual or maybe a series of rituals um, so that you can alleviate any race day angst as Karen described it and uh, we just want you to be able to enjoy your race. Um, so remember everyone don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. Well this brings us to the end of another episode of She Runs Eats Performs brought to you by Runners Health Hub helping female runners to be fitter faster and stronger We really hope you've enjoyed listening and you'll join us again soon. In the meantime, we'd be so grateful if you check us out on iTunes and leave a review. And once again, thanks for listening and do let us know if there are any topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes. Bye for now.
We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialling wearing their range for a few months and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases.